Welcome back, everybody, to episode 14 of Drink Smarter, Not Harder. Got that right. Happy Monday, everyone, and happy almost Christmas. Yes. Or happy holidays, if that's not your bag. Um, today, we have a very exciting episode. Extremely. Um, we are bringing on, we're doing back-to-back guests here, you guys. We wanted to, you know, diversify what were were the content we're bringing to the table yeah. shall we say um we're bringing on the one the only christito for those of you that don't know uh christito happens to be my mom yes um and she works in the career counseling space and we thought you know what let's join forces here and have her talk about the just career space talk about some tips and some points of guidance for us folks who are starting our, our careers for students um, and just kind of navigating the whole job world because it's daunting. Yeah, I feel like we, a couple episodes ago, got to talk a little bit about almost like an inside experience of what we felt. And this was honestly nice just being able to listen and halfway through, I was like, I was like mesmerized and was like, whoa, this is really, but realizing that I was also like doing the interview was kind of weird, but yeah. no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not us kind of rambling and talking about our experience. This is someone that has, um, a lot of experience in this field and throughout the whole, um, interview gave a lot of really good, um, advice and tips and also things. She said things that were very comforting, I'd say. And yeah. I think a lot of people that are listening will be able um, to relate to yeah which is nice. definitely very comforting and I feel like one thing about my mom she likes to give advice that is um, practical and things that you can actually yeah. use um, we actually have linked things in our snip feed multiple slide decks where it's basically she takes like a book and breaks it down into slides so if anyone is in a position where they are looking for a job or they just want to get a little bit comfier in that whole space um yeah, you can start there, and she um, is so good at this, and she just have to give a shout-out for the fact that, like, my whole life she's always been working, and that's something I commend all of the working moms out there, also the stay-at-home moms. I mean, that's, like, the hardest job in the world, let's be clear. Raising tiny humans is no joke, but um, she has always been my absolute biggest champion and cheerleader, even when I'm like, I want to go TikTok famous. I want to have a late night talk show. She's like, great. How can we make that happen for you? She is definitely an advocate for whatever it is that you want to do as your dream. And I genuinely could not have asked for a better mom and better person to look up to. I admire her so very much. And so, yeah, before I start to shed a tear. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'll say on it too, just before you guys get to listen, is like I feel like a, a career counter, even like college counter, is such like a not looked down upon, but like by the outside, like some are very boring, like do this, write this. She's very modern, like upbeat, and like really does want to help you. And I think she proved that throughout the whole um, interview, which is really cool and it was really engaging. And so I hope you yeah. guys enjoy because. I sure as hell did listening yeah, to it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, thank you, Mom. We appreciate you being being on this episode. I yeah. love you. And let's kick it to Chris Dito. 
Okay, everyone. Welcome, Mom. Welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you on this fine Sunday. Um, We wanted to start off first with you just getting the chance to introduce yourself, give the listeners a little bit of context as to who you are. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Dito. Happen to be Lauren's mom. (laughs) And uh, let's see what I currently do today is I'm a career counselor by training and my job is I'm the executive director of the management entrepreneurship and technology program at UC Berkeley. It's a very fancy title working with students that are getting two degrees at the same time, one full degree in engineering and one full degree in business. And I was hired to do three things. One is help students find internships and job because I'm a career counselor. Number two is I do admissions for our program. So we let um, students into our program and I'm part of that process. And the third thing is reducing friction points for them. Basically, if you're getting two degrees at the same time, that's kind of a hustle. And so my job is to just make that as easy as possible. So I'll give you an example. One of the things that is historically very hard for college freshmen is finding an internship. So I'm like, hmm, how can I make this better for them? And I go to our board and I say, hey, can you guys maybe like help me out with some seed funding? We created something called the Entrepreneurial Fellows Program. That means I work with all these tech accelerators like Skydeck, Y Combinator, Techstars, and I find startups for my students to go do an internship with and they get paid a $6,000 grant over the summer. And that's been like super fun for me because that is not like necessarily a career counseling role. But it's just like, hey, how can we help students kind of get accelerated in their careers when they're in college? And I believe it's been very much a big game changer because it's hard to find an internship when you're a freshman. So that's one of the things that I've done that I I love. And then I do just normal things like I do job hunt huddles every two weeks. I'm super interested in like in-person engagement because everybody's totally rusty post-COVID. I do mock interviews. We host career fairs. I look over everybody's resumes and cover letters and all those things. But really, I think my biggest role is that I'm a strategic accountability partner. If you tell me this is what I want to do, by God, I'm going to help you get there. So that's just a little bit of background. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, I we like to say that you're kind of, you know, Leslie Nopey in the way that you <laughs> like to do everything super efficiently and fast. And I feel like that answer was a perfect yeah. depiction um, of that. So quickly we like to start our episodes with talking a little bit about you know our weekends so going going slightly off script here um in a nutshell if you want to give us your weekend recap you know feel oh wow okay oh my goodness (laughs) this is a curveball sorry this is is gonna surprise everybody so um I'm really schedule forward like let's go let's plan next May next June all the things I know yeah Like it's like a, like a, like a personality fly, I swear to God. And mm-hmm. so, you know, both our kids left now they're gone. And so I went to this conference this weekend in Tucson and I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen and it was super fun, but it was also like, whoo, it's kind of a lot yeah. being like on yeah. all day long. And like, even when you're drinking, you're on and like networking and all the things. And so I yeah. got home and I'm like, I'm just going to sit and do nothing. So yesterday nice. We got up and we stayed in bed and we watched this movie called Swimming. And it was about these like Syrian refugees who like wanted to go to the Olympics and we were both crying. And then (laughs) we just like made this really good lunch. And then we just sort of like, I, I, we read books and like, I I actually barely left the house. And um, so it was great. And then today we got up and we're a little bit more like, okay, like we went running and then I knew I had this and 
but like me doing nothing all day is like super duper weird. No, it, it is odd. Even when, yeah, I'm home, it's like, there's always something. And if it's not work, it's like cooking. Like we can't just oh, yeah. make cookies. We have to make brownies and then scones. Like it's oh, always, yeah. oh yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a whole like, like meal plan for when you guys come home, just mm. to make sure you have all the things you like. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much context as to who I am is really going to come out in yeah. this, in this. This step. helps. This helps a lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. You're um, right. Okay. Well, back, back to the questions here. Sorry to throw you a curveball, but you know, just figured might as well get, get a little yes. weekend brain. recap. Yeah. Um, okay. So you are solidly in the career counseling space, clearly in multiple different avenues. How did you get into that space? Maybe what jobs did you have before? How did that kind of come to be? So let's just start with, it was like random underline exclamation point highlight. Okay. So, um, I graduated when I was 17. I did not necessarily have my act together. So I went to community college for two years. So then I was like hustling, hustling, hustling. Where do I want to go? I landed on UC Santa Barbara. I got in, but like, we had like typewriters. So whoop, like, you know, apply and what have you, like a totally different animal. And then when I got it in, I was like, I got to really get this going. I've only got two years here. I stretched it out of course, but that wasn't necessarily the plan. Good call. And so, um, so when I got there, I applied for a bunch of different on-campus jobs. I looked at, worked at the bookstore. And then I got a second side hustle job where I worked in the cross-cultural center, working with all the different student organizations. And one of the things that I did is I helped teach a career counseling class, which was really like academic upgrade as well as career counseling. So probably like the Nexus class at LMU. I was one, like the teacher's like TA. And I was like, all I was doing was really like, yeah. yeah, you can do it. And like hyping everybody up in the class. And I was like, huh, I, I didn't really think that I was going to like do that for a living, but that's what I did first. And then, um, then I graduated and then I was like, uh Oh, yikes. I graduated with a psychology degree. I'm not exactly sure what to do, but more on that later. <laughs> Thank you. And, and Psych for the win. <laughs> and so so then I I applied to be the volunteer coordinator for the state of California because I was just sort of panicked and scrambling like, oh my God, everyone has real jobs and I don't, I'm such a loser. And I actually got this job. And because the state of California state capital is right here in Sacramento, it was like kind of a big job. And I sort yeah. of like faked my way through it. So I'm working with all these different people, like pretending like I knew it was up and I was using spreadsheets, which was a nightmare for me. And <laughs> this group of people came through from the California community college system. And they're like, Hey, um, look at you. Um, you should think about working at the community college system. And I was like, you don't say. And so I kept in touch with the lady and she's like, Hey, we got a job here working as like a workforce coordinator, which is like, people come in, they're going to have an interview. They don't have any clothes. They don't have transportation. Can you help? And I was like, yes, this is like scrappy personified for me. So I get that job at the community college. And then I like the community college, but it's kind of a commute for me, which is all relative today. And then, um, then I got a job at UC Davis and I was the workability floor coordinator, which was working with people with very severe disabilities, finding them jobs. I have context in doing that because my brother's a person with a very severe disability. So I was like, Again, super faking it, like I knew what I was doing, but really it was just sort of about like putting people and kind of like opportunities together. And then that rolled into something where I was the the um, director of employer partnerships at UC Davis and like basically talked companies into coming to hire students at Davis. And then I got the position as leading career services for the MBA program. So a couple of things here and there, but 
I will tell you this in earnest. There is really no job description where you're like, I feel qualified for this. It was more just like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and I'm just going to sort of like fake my way through it until I felt like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing here. So that's the way it worked. Yeah. Are my answers too long? No. no. Okay. I was going to ask though, like, since you kind of said your career path was a little random, so to say, but like how many people that you help, I know they have two degrees, so they kind of have an idea, but how many people would you say do like find kind of like you where they like, it is kind of random. They just hit something and it's like, wow, maybe I am into this. And it kind of just leads to their career. I would say way more random than everybody realizes. It's like a neighbor or a friend or a this or, yeah. or that. And you're like, whoa, like how did this come to be? And I, I call that planned happenstance where it's like a door opens. You just got to keep walking through and you just sort of like never know how that kind of thing is going to come together. And it's, it's sort of magical when it happens, but some students are like, I have to do this. And my yeah, question yeah. for most people is like, why do you want to do that? And if yeah. you really can't answer the question, why do you want to do that? We should probably pause and like take a breath and go, let's rethink this just for a minute here. So yeah, yeah I would say all the time that happens. The other kind of worst thing about the holidays is that everyone comes home and they're like, hey, Dom, what are you up to? And you have to yeah. be like, I'm so smart and well employed. And you're like, yeah, hey, yes. I'm still just faking it. And so- yeah. I have great empathy for like people in this space right now. At this age, it's real, real hard. Yeah, it's um, it's always been interesting having, of course, you as my mom, but then also you as my built-in career counselor. You know, there are moments I'd be lying if I said where I didn't get maybe annoyed sometimes. I'm like, we don't need to do a LinkedIn review for the 500th time. However, what I will say is that I think you're very good. I would always get very caught up in like applying for internships, being like, well, I'm not qualified or like, I don't have this experience. And I feel uh, like yeah. you always taught me like the things that you're naturally good at, like can serve you as your experience. Like if you're good at public speaking or if you're good at spreadsheets or whatever that is, like that's going to make you good at that job, not necessarily the experience. I think people, especially our age, like, well, I don't have experience in social media or whatever. And it's like, well, how are you going to get that if you don't just try and like give it a I agree. Yeah. So yeah. the other like thesis is like your career should be a natural extension of your personality. And for both of you, you are masterful storytellers. And that is like this really like secret among like the whole working kind of population out there. If you can tell a good story, that is half the battle, whether yeah. it's just like you walk in in an interview or you're like in a job and just like being able to just sort of like weave a tale that is interesting to people is masterful. So you guys doing this as a side hustle is just so totally powerful. And I'm proud of both you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's turning into like gassing up Lauren and Dom. And <laughs> about your that's, that's like the nicest way anyone's ever told me I'm a good bullshitter. Which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some real kind of like yeah. I've well anyway yeah we'll put a pin in that <laughs> yeah 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 okay well I feel like you kind of addressed you know you right out of college and also high school and that path for you so let me ask you this if you could wake up tomorrow and do like any job what maybe would you try um we got to go back to that other question because I didn't tell you the tall tales about when I graduated and how dark okay. it is. Okay, yeah. putting a pin in that, going back to right after graduation. I didn't know if you wanted to give more context there. Oh, by all means. So you you guys heard that I that I transferred in as a junior, so I only had two years. I stretched it out, but anyway, it was devastating. I was like, oh my god, I graduated, and I did not have the luxury of my parents saying, "Hey, live in LA." It was more like, "You're gonna come home," and I, of course, I didn't know how to say like. Oh, I'm not. I just didn't think I could do that. So 
Bobo today with Lauren is like a softy times 100 back in the day was like, you're coming home. You're going to live at home. And I was just like, yeah. Bobo's oh, dear God. my grandpa for some context. Oh, for the listeners. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I move home and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to grad school because I'm like, I think I want to be a career counselor question mark, but I don't actually know, but I just needed to say something to people. So I didn't seem like I didn't know what I was doing. So that was my placeholder. And then while I was applying to grad school, I got two different jobs. One at the Gap, like a Saturday Night Live skit where I was telling everyone, that looks so good on you, cinch it, right? I was killing it every day. I was winning all the contests because of course I was talking people into buying everything. So oh, yeah. clearly I was working at the Gap, honestly. And then my second job, because I was just panicked that I wasn't going to have any money. I was doing dictation, like where a man would talk when I was like taking notes. We were in this janky little office and he was smoking all day, just he and I. And I was just like... All my friends were getting like real jobs in San Francisco. And I was living at home doing both of these while applying to grad school. Wow. No time darker, really. I don't think I knew. I think I knew about the gap. Not so much the man smoking in the office alongside you. Oh, yeah. Taking dictation. Found the job on Craigslist. Yeah, like looking in a binder. That's like how old I am. Yeah. So there's that. So that is just sort of an example of like, after you graduate, you just kind of like paper mache together and be like, please let this work. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. And, you know, some of our friends are continuing to go to school. Some aren't, some don't really know. I feel like sometimes people just go to grad school to kind of continue it. Or there's people like, you know, like Kathleen who have had a, you know, razor sharp focus yeah, on what they've so. wanted to do yes. for, for forever. So did you enjoy the grad school experience? Would you, did it make sense for you in hindsight or just so? Here's how it worked. Talk about happenstance to Don's earlier point. I went to a Christmas party with my parents because I was living at home and that's what you did, right? <laughs> and at the Christmas party, I meet the dean of students at Sac State. And I'm like, so I think I want to be a counselor where I sit and you know counsel people on their woes. And he's like, anyway, you should really be a career counselor because people change jobs seven times in their lifetime. And if you have that skill set, you will be in high demand. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should do that. And oh, the other thing that happened when I graduated, I went and talked to my career counselor. Mind you, I've never done any internships. I didn't do anything. I just I kind was of waiting for this story. Yeah. yeah. And I go talk to my career counselor and I'm like, hey, it's May. I'm graduating in June. I need a job, which is like cute. And she's like, oh, what's your major? I'm like psychology. And she's like, oh yeah, you're totally unemployable. And I was just like, come again. Like who says that? Yes. Who like so- I, horrible, I career, but horrible career oh, counselor. It is, is that <laughs> Because I am a psych major and <laughs> my mom is a psych major, but she wanted to be a therapist. So she kind of went in and dude, like I was very surprised even talking to not career counselors, but just people. And I would tell them, hey, I'm a psych major, but I don't want to do psychology. I want to go into, you know, a sports field or sales or something. And they're yep. just like, oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, totally. So she kind of did one of those. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I, at that moment, I'm like, I'm going to become a career counselor because robbing a student of their self-esteem and their hope when they're getting ready to graduate is a damn travesty. And I was just like up in arms about the whole thing. So I'm like, so then I go to this party with my parents. I meet the dean of students. He's like, you should be a career counselor. And I just felt like thing after thing kept happening to me where I felt like I could do this. I could really help people. And like, when I'm into something, I'm really in. And it's like helping people find jobs is super duper messy and weird. And I'm really good at like making it less messy and like just really giving people hope. So I feel like that really shaped my whole notion of like, I think I would be an effective career counselor. Yeah. Wow. Quite the journey, which, you know, coming from the dictation job. that's (laughs) (laughs) Like all over the place. All Uh over the place, but also very cool. And also I feel like that is nice to hear as someone who does this for a living to maybe people who are in this space that Dom and I are in, we are both lucky enough to have jobs, but 
just I I always found great like peace in knowing that it was really messy for a lot of people. Um, because like, how do you know what you want to do for the rest of your life at 21, 22 years old? That's just absurd. That is absurd. absurd. It is. Yes. Um, okay. Circling back to the dream job, if nothing was. Oh lot. yeah. Okay. These are kind of embarrassing. So just bear with me. So number one is I would like to work for Ina Garten in the Hamptons one summer where I'd like yeah. chop her vegetables and make her salad dressings and all the things like I love her. My dad yeah. has bought me her cookbooks for like the last 20 years. And she's just like my, my, like, you know, like my, my foodie icon. So yeah. that'd be dream job one. Dream job two is I'd like to be a DJ because I have this problem where I can never listen to a song in its entirety. That's just like a Ever. waste of time. Ah. It's like 30 yeah. seconds. She's like, I love it. Oop, next. Like right yeah. when you're getting into it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. You're a DJ, you can do that. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, no, clearly I can't do that now, but like at, that was always like my dream. Like, oh my God, that would be so amazing. But like, I don't know that there are any like mom DJs out there. So that's slightly weird. But you but could be the first. Yeah. Like, you know. no, 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 guys, that's done. <laughs> it's done. And then the third thing, and this is totally random, but um, as I'm sort of pondering, like, what do I want to do next with my life? And I feel like I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of skills. I have a lot of connections. I'm really drawn to the idea of working with formerly incarcerated people to help them find jobs. So there are so many people that get out of jail and it's like, Hey, shoo, shoo, good luck. And it's yeah. like, how do you actually like materialize your life when you've been sitting in jail for a while? So I really like that idea. We happen to have a district attorney that feels like there are many people that have been wrongly convicted and incarcerated. And it's just like, they're still kind of like their, their whole kind of like life is stunted. And I would like to work in that capacity, I think. That's really um, but that's something that's sort of like, you know, rattling around in my head right now. Yeah. That that would be awesome. I feel like, you know, those, that population maybe more than anyone else needs just like guidance and steps. Cause it is, yes. it's like they're out, but then it's like, where, well, where do you go from there? It's probably hard right. to get employed having that on like your record or what have you. There's like all these like little obstacles that make yes. it probably, I'm sure very, very difficult to get a job, which, you know, potentially then the system could repeat itself. It, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's very cool. I don't think I knew that, that I think we've talked I, about you help. I, we watched, um, cheer Navarro cheer. And you were like, I want to help all the people on Navarro cheer find jobs. Cause they've just done cheer their whole life. So I knew about that population yeah. <laughs> not so much. Lucky. This one. This is more just like the ability to give people hope, like, yeah. like let's not give up. Right. And so yeah. to me, that's like always my thesis. Like how can I do better in the world and like give people hope? Yeah, that would be, that would be really amazing. Um, I love that. So what is something, I feel like we've kind of gone yeah. around this topic, but maybe something that you wish all college students knew? So this is just like this ongoing thing with college students. I've been working with um, undergrads and graduate students for my entire career. And I would say everyone has imposter syndrome. Everybody feels like I'm not enough and I'm here to say you are and you need to just dig into the process. So one of the things that I notice is everyone feels like, well, I got to do this thing and then I'm going to apply and I'm going to get better here and then I'm going to apply. And my, my byline with that is perfect is the enemy of good. Just start, shove off the shore, jump in the chilly water, start applying and start doing your thing. And like all job descriptions are written at a level that like no one is ever going to achieve. Like I look at my job description, I'm like, sure. how am I hired today? So it's like, <laughs> you just got to start doing the thing. And that's, that's my advice for everyone. You guys are not imposters. Like, let's go, let's do it. 
I like, I like that. that a lot, actually. Perfect is the enemy of good. That's a really good, um, yeah, way to just get people to just start and try because like you're never gonna yes. know if you don't try. And like, yes, why are we wasting time here, people? Let's just give it a go. Totally. Um, okay, so on on the flip side of students, for those maybe just entering the work world, but I'd I'd want to expand this maybe even for people who are considering you know going to school. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a lot of different paths that people maybe think about when mm-hmm. they are graduating college. Um, what's maybe a biggest, biggest piece of advice to, to that population specifically. So lots of thoughts on this. Okay. So my, my deal is be intentional and don't spin your wheels. So I want you to think about what you really want. And I want you to come up with a list and I want to do the background and I want to start helping people get connected in the way that matters to them. So I want you to list who you want. I want you to look at like the human rights campaign at like the top 100 companies to work for or whatever matters to you in terms of the type of work environment you want, the mission of the organization, and then come up with a list. If you're thinking about grad school, so if you're Kathleen or Hannah, you're going to be a nurse or you're going to go get your advanced degree in something, what hospitals do you want to work in? Where do you want to be a practitioner? Do you want to go into private practice? Do you want to work in a hospital setting? So like wherever you are, just start sort of like long gaming it. What do I think I want here? It doesn't have to be practical. I just need to know what it is. And I have three different slide decks for that in terms of like doing informational interviews with people that are maybe doing your dream job. And if you don't know how to find that person, ask me and I will help you find them. Like. I want you to think about like, who are influencers? Who are people that are doing what you want to do? Are there associations you should be a part of? Are there conferences you should attend? And really the bottom line, like this is not a dress rehearsal. This is your life. So you should be thinking about like, how can I advance myself? Whether I have a job or I'm in grad school or wherever you are, like, what does the next step look like? And how am I going to be make myself more marketable in the process? The other thing that I like to tell people is I want you to create a vision board. It can be like a whiteboard or a bulletin board. And the like dirty truth is everyone's like, oh my God, I don't know what I really want to do. I want you to put up all the things that you're thinking of. And most students that I'm working with have like eight different things they want to do. And I'm like, okay, show me your board. And then let's talk about sort of the cross-referencing of all the things that you want and like, what's the thesis between all of them? So that's what I want you to think about. So um, I have three slide decks that I think would be really, really helpful that everybody can use. The one is like two-hour job search, like how you set up your big spreadsheet of the companies you want and how we go after them. The second one is called the job closer, which just talks about the phases of an interview, how you prepare, how you write a cover letter, all those different kinds of thing, things. And then the third one is a design your life slide deck, which is really like, okay, I'm in my career and I was supposed to follow my passion. That's overrated. I'm not liking it still. Now, what do I do? And my job is to tell you, we can iterate to get you closer to the next thing. So I think all of these slide decks will help everybody just in terms of like looking at what does the framework look like to kind of jump into the process. Wow. That's, I mean, well a, a whole life plan out there for anyone that's listening <laughs> that doesn't know. <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's cool too, to hear, you know, if someone does want to go to grad school or whatever it is that they want to do, like getting really granular with like where they want to do it. Um, like how yes. you said with, you know, Kathleen, Hannah, just thinking about next steps specifically for you as far down the line as you want. I think for some people, like maybe for me, I'd initially be like, oh, that's overwhelming. But like that can just help you start to get from the first point A to point B. Totally, totally. And 
again, I'm like an accountability person. So you tell me like, I want to do this. And then you check in with me every six months. And I'm like, where are you with that? And if we're, we haven't moved the needle, that's on you because that's within your control. And I think sometimes it's like, again, perfect is the enemy of good. Like I'm supposed to know. It's like, you don't need to know. Let's just kind of move it just a little bit. Like read literature on it. Like, you know, follow the news on it. Like figure out who's on social media that you want to have a coffee with. Don't, don't make it hard. It's just like, let's just sort yeah. of like dig into it just a bit. And it takes a little bit of false confidence and sort of jumping in, but I think that's okay. I think generally it always works for people. It's just like people really do want to help people. And many folks want to talk about their backgrounds, especially if you're doing the job that someone wants. It's like, of course yeah. I talked to you about that. That's just flattering yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, that That's funny that you say the people want to help people. Cause that's something like when I was searching, especially like I felt like hesitant sometimes to reach out to people like that I kind of knew, or maybe my dad knew and was like, Hey, reach out, who knows, like, or message this person on LinkedIn. And it is kind of weird, like not knowing it. Like I was a little hesitant. My dad was like, dude, you need to realize like, if you reach out, people do really just want to help you, even though it may not seem that way, they really do. And that's kind of how I would agree with that, stuff is playing out, which is so it's funny that you say that. Yeah, I think that's a really underutilized skill. And I yeah. think like for me with LinkedIn, I have like a little blurb in one of my decks about how to reach in, how to reach out to someone on LinkedIn with like a 300 character limit, because you got to be real tight yeah. about what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And most people will be like, yeah, I'll talk to you. It's cool. No problem. Right. But I get a lot of questions about, oh, I'm seeking a referral. And I'm like, a referral is only as good as how well the person knows you. Just asking for a referral is a little bit like too much too early. And I think a lot of times a person has to write in the referral why they want to hire you. And it's like, if I can't genuinely say why you're amazing, it's probably kind of a little bit of a misstep there. So just asking for an informational interview, and then I have a structure for like what you're supposed to talk to in the informational interview. Truth be told, like my like icon in terms of my field is a guy by the name of Steve Dalton. He's written multiple books and both of the books are in the slideshow that Don and Don and Lauren are going to share with you guys. Don. Don. Yeah. Well, we're going to put those um, also in our, our snip, snip feed. Yeah. I was looking at that this morning. We're really building it out. We have Nathan's um, Loom in there. We have Bobby's Project. We have your friend, yeah. the Buddy Par Parks radio show. So it's really a, a hodgepodge of things to check out. Drinks, job, Promotional books, podcast. you know, whatever Resources, you need. <laughs> all the things, exactly. yes. Um, okay, so what are some tips that maybe you have for people when applying to jobs, because I mean, I can speak for myself. Like when I, it's such a incredibly daunting process, especially if yeah. you don't really know exactly what you want to do. Like, I think mom, you've always been very good at telling me that I really can do whatever it is I want. Like I was like, I want to be TikTok famous. She's like, great. How do I like your videos? How do I share it? Like, let's figure out how to do that for yeah. you. Or even how I've said for a long time, like I want to work in social media. I didn't really know what capacity that would be in or, um, you know, what that looked like for me. Cause, um, unlike some of our friends, I am super just like broad and not knowing, like I was a communications major. I feel like there's a lot of things that I like. I don't know if I've necessarily like uncovered my passion and in job form, I but agree, I, yeah. I really love what I do. So anyways, maybe for the folks who are like Dom, like I want to go into sports or like me, I want to go into social media. Like how do you maybe like narrow that down? And when you are applying to jobs, not get so overwhelmed and be like, good Lord, what am I doing here? 
Okay. This is like the mother load here. So let's okay. start. First and foremost is I want you to kind of understand your why. I think that is like, you need to like walk into when you're applying to grad school, when you're going to interviews, when you're going home and you're talking to your friends, your parents, like kind of like figure out like, what is your narrative regarding like what it is that you want to do with yourself? So this whole question of tell me about yourself, I'm going to go over this here. So first and foremost, we're going to go over your name and your hometown. For some people, hometown is very triggering. Like, oh my gosh, like Donna, if you said, oh, you know, I'm from the Bay Area and I went to De La Salle, I'd be like, oh my God, De La Salle. Everybody knows that school, just like everybody knows Lowell High School, right? So there's some things that are sort of iconic. Then we move in. So it, it puts like a geographic spot for you on the map with you and the person that you're talking to. So like, if I'm a recruiter, from that moment, we have something in common. And I think mm-hmm. that's very, very helpful. Then we move into your major and your focus in college. We don't need to dwell on that, but we need to set the parameters of that. Then we get into like any internships or things that you've done in college that would be relevant. We go into your favorite classes and I don't care if it's related to your career, but if you talk about this favorite class with enthusiasm and why it mattered to you, I get a sense of like how you'd be in the job if you really like something related to your career. So that's a time for you to shine. Then you got to get into like why this company, if you can't articulate why do you want to work for this company, it's probably a botch. And then we're going to end with an X factor of like in my free time, I like to do this. And like for you, Dom, you'd say my free time, I'm like a Eagles super fan. Every game I'm strategizing who's got the ball, what's going on, what's going on with Jalen Hurt, what do we got? Your LinkedIn should have that, you know, the Eagles is like your backsplash photo, like that makes you really interesting. So if you have two equally qualified candidates and you kind of are able to rock this whole narrative about yourself in a way that's conversational and you feel comfortable telling it, it's going to help you tremendously. So I would say, A, first, get into your why. Next, I need for you all to get into your LinkedIn profile. Like this is the thing that's going to put you on the map 24-7. Recruiters are looking for people all the time. So for you, Dom, if you say... um, sports enthusiast or something i would say that's like a low level way of saying like you really like sports you got to think about like what do you want to say on your linkedin headline so people can find you right and like lauren i would say you're like a social media junkie so think about like how you can enhance your linkedin profile that makes it kind of fun and and like a little bit more um just like appealing to the to the world at large so put all the things on your linkedin profile that you're thinking like should i put it on like one of the things that i was thinking about with you lauren is you have that thing that you did with sis and jackson where you like walked those dignitaries like you know beyonce's dad on the red carpet that should be on your linkedin profile because it's like i can drop you in anywhere you can talk to a multi-generational audience and be okay and it's like tell me about the red carpet thing that you did and I'd be like wow that just talks about like a level of professional confidence where you're willing to go with something super duper random so I I would encourage you to think about those types of things and then the second thing is I want you to think about in order to have a good LinkedIn profile your resume needs to be at an A plus level so a lot of people list what they do in their job on their LinkedIn profile but they don't get granular about it think numbers, percentages, how can you make what you're doing sound like at an elevated level? And if you don't take the time to talk about yourself on LinkedIn, why do I want to care about you? So this gets into um, having a cover letter. So most people say, should I do a cover letter? One of the things that every employer wants is for you to have strong writing skills. And if you write a well-written cover letter, I'm going to see that you have strong writing skills and I'm going to want you as a candidate more. So paragraph one is this is me. Paragraph two, this is why you want why I want you. And paragraph three is this, this is how you can find me. It's like not a hard process. 
But my pitch to everyone is if I take your name out of your resume and I could substitute someone else's name, we have a fail. So it's got to be unique to you and why you'd be the best person for the job. I will give you an example of that. One of the students in my program right now is applying to a position at Stryker. She has a knee with the Stryker part, like that is like, you know, making her knee function. And she talked about in her cover letter why she wants to work for this organization because like Stryker is making her life better each and every day. That is a really unique cover letter and like yeah. something that would really sell here. So um, the other thing is enthusiasm is contagious when you're talking about what you want to do and why you want to go in the field. If you want me, A, I'm going to want you more and B, I want you to think about how you end your like, why do I want to work for you on a note of yeah. like, I'm the best person for the job because and go over your skills and then say, and most importantly, I'm hyped about this organization. This is amazing. I think you want to leave the interview making everyone go like, oh my gosh, of course, we've got a letter into this grad program, or of course, we need to hire you or whatever the case may be. The other thing is you need to really set some like time parameters on how much time you spend applying. So I would say this is like anything else. If you do it for more than an hour or two, it's like, boop, like the return on the investment isn't going to work. So, you know, every time everyone's getting ready to go home, they're like, oh, my God, I'm applying, mom, I'm doing the things. And it's like, I don't think more is better, but intentionality is what we're after here. So yeah. if you really want some certain thing, reach out to two people and make that a magical reach out and then keep following up and build some things. So those are just like a few of the things that I would encourage everybody to think about. Wow. Lot to marinate in there. Um, but <laughs> I love the cover letter thing because I, for a while thought that a cover letter was basically just almost resume and written format. But, um, you really taught me that like your resume can list maybe why you're qualified, but your cover letter is your opportunity yeah. to say why, and like, yes. let your personality shine through. And when I didn't know that I would be working at Snipfeed full time and I was kind of like in this like, whoa, where am I going? Applying to things. I um, and I got a few interviews from it. I just talked about that. I love content creation and that when I was 12, I was filming, you know, videos on our Mac computer. And I think that that may seem like silly or at least I thought it did. But then you look at the other side of like the recruiter or what have you, who's like, wow, this gives a lot of context that you're not just doing this to build a resume like you've loved this and have been excited about it for, for a while. Totally. Um, yeah. So I think those are really good tips, both applicable to people who are starting in their career journey, maybe going to school, maybe have negative clue what they want to do and are home, hopefully not working with a man who's smoking cigarettes <laughs> in an office, but <laughs> hopefully making it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Now back to kind of you, I feel like you've given our listeners a lot of advice. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we're going to get some like success stories from this episode. Hopefully. People can write us in be like, because of Chris Dito <laughs> made it happen. Hey, starting Chris's career corner right here. Look at us go. Ooh. I think that she should get on TikTok and do like one uh, that, minute videos. Honestly. I'm saying That's I think it was super be intimidating for me. I'm not going to lie. That seems I like know. a really heavy lift. Hey, yeah. Getting out of our comfort zone though. Right. right. Like, totally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that, that sounds appealing, but almost like eek, that sounds really hard. Yeah. And putting yourself out there is always a little bit um, weird. Yeah. Like who's going to see mm -hmm. this, but yeah. you know. <laughs> um, anyways, um, sir, you know, my YouTube channel that still has like covers of me from like ninth grade on like that weird. L -Star. Piano that, yeah. Oh, and L star. Um, yeah. I way back when, when I was, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, I was convinced, um, you know how Justin Bieber blew up because like his mom uploaded a YouTube video. I oh, was yeah. like, 
I was I was a pretty ambitious kid. Let's just set that scene there where I was like, oh, my God, if it happened for Justin Bieber, like, no brainer. It's happening for me. Like, duh. (laughs) Similarities here. Yeah. So in my like musicals, um, I'd have, you know, my mom or my dad film me and then she uploaded it, of course, on her own YouTube account because I didn't have my own. I was like eight and I was like, oh, my stage name, though, like I'll star. It's going to be super efficient when I'm signing autographs. You know, I can get through it quickly. Mm. Um, Uh And yeah, I think they're running around 50 to 75 views. So it didn't quite get where it needed to be. (laughs) Kick ass star. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. A lot of practice. L- tons of practice. I had all these journals where I was practicing. Again, the ambition there. ambition was there. I also wanted to be president, um, go on Food Network, like entrepreneur was- with your cupcake company, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, during during um when everyone was graduating, I would be like shoveling cupcakes around to all these different um grad parties and making. I I bought our KitchenAid mixer that lives in our, our kitchen to this Still day. Using today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go pink, but we went orange. Anyways, that no, I, I digress. digress. Okay, mm-hmm. so a goal maybe for you in the upcoming year of 2023, and then also a moment that you're proud of from this year. You love the questions for the table, the reflection moments. That's totally something I've integrated into the front. I mean, hello, episode eight, me making everyone sit down and be like, let's tell a story about me. Like, that's, um, What's your favorite moment? Of yeah. Me? You know, that's totally. every birthday that we'd, we'd have. It was like, what was I your favorite memory with this person, yeah. which I love. And I love that tradition. So what's maybe something, yeah, that you, whichever one you want to start with 2022. So the or- whole thing is um, I want to play pickleball. And okay. for whatever reason, that has been a hard thing for me. Like all the moms do in my town and what have you, but like, I'm generally working and I just want to show up and be like, eek, I don't know what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I've got to just kind of like shove off the shore and do it. Like I used to play tennis. So I imagine it probably wouldn't be a hard thing, but for whatever reason, there's, a, is it fun? Have you done it? it? It's fun. And my dad's big pickleballer. He doesn't play a lot, but he loves it. And it's, it's harder than you think. I will say it's harder. Than you think. So I'm that's on my list. I got last Christmas a set and I've never used it. It's slightly embarrassing. And I've like thrown it out to a few couple of different people. So like I'm fearless in a lot of different areas in my life, but somehow pickleball is like, oh, ah, slightly weird for me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I would like to play pickleball in 2023. Nice. Nice. I mm-hmm. like that. And then what's a, what's a proud moment for you of 2022? So this is a biggie for me because I always get bugged when you ask a mom or a dad, what's your proudest moment? They say something their kids did. And it's like, I'm still a human being too. I got to have some yeah. things that I'm proud of. So mm-hmm. um, there's a couple things that I'm proud of. So this kind of gets into just like the working mom thing. So you graduated from college and Parker graduated from high school and started college. And part of the the kind of like juggle with all that is like making sure you guys both felt properly celebrated. So we had some decent parties for both you and for him. We you know, rented the house and did the thing and everybody was I mean, there. By 21st, are you kidding? You'd think like I'm a Kar- our Kardashian. Like yeah. it's absurd. Oh, like, come on. But that was the year before. But I think True. just yeah. having like your party and like being there and being present and hearing all the things, A, that was a proud moment for me just because I felt like we kind of pulled it off. Thank you to T. Sherm's mom. That was super helpful because oh, she was yeah. like doing cakes and like bleh. So that, and then the other one is just having a party for Parker because we did a joint party and it was kind of chaos, like working full time and trying to like do all the things. And every day I'm like, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. And 
we had booze first let's just be clear but after it that must, it, all, <laughs> it all fell into place so I think those are my two proudest moments because I felt like we properly said it celebrated both of you and like I was helping to orchestrate all that yeah the the working the working parents thing specifically the working mom thing I know is um yeah, now that I'm old enough to be able to look back and see that all, I I I can't really imagine, you know, doing that maybe one day. It's I can't it's, either looking back on it. So, you know, <laughs> a lot, a lot. So, yeah, I I I mean, I I've said to you before, but I think you did a phenomenal job. Um, Thank I know you. maybe you, yeah. So, okay, moving into the last Yes. last question here um we we have a tradition dom would you like to explain what we do at the the end of episodes at the end of every episode i'm sure you know um we do a song of the week so we are gonna ask you what is your song of the week or honestly for us too it's like the song of the day or the song of the last like 10 minutes so whatever kind of hits you that you listen to music today or song that stuck out to you i feel like this is Every the question day. that's giving you the most angst which is crazy. It, gives us, it gives us the most angst. yeah so i've got to do like a three-way tie so nope. here's i like here's it. what it is for me so first is Cold Heart by Dulipa with Elton John. I mean, every time you put that song on, you're like, yes. And I remember that like back in the day, just singular Elton John, decent song, but Dulipa, thank you, ma'am. Like she just like skyrocketed that number. So still love it every time I listen to it. Second, I would say Rich Girl by Lake Street Drive because it's a cover of Hollow Notes who are always like, "Mm," like a B minus band. But those (laughs) folks doing that song is like, damn you do it better who um, introduced so you to that song by the way oh my god you totally did and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah love it and then the third one is let it be christmas by alan jackson because it's like christmas time mm. right now and um i grew up not listening to country so i was late to the party with all that and that's just a real just like banger of a tune where you're just like ah who doesn't love this guy just it's sort of a, like it's a classic dom has this is maybe a triggering point for you because country is, the, you know, the country party is maybe a party I'm not going to ever go to. That's fair. That's fair. Totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Much respect for that. Just like, I'm never going to be a Michael Jackson fan. I mean, I know. Oh, a lot oh, of God. Music. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. This is- <laughs> no, that's I mean, one like, young thing. I mean, there's so many, like, I love it, but I, for whatever reason, I don't love them like you do. So, you know, that's fair. mutual respect for like you. Like, I'd like to talk about that. Like, when did yeah. that start? For you? We don't need to do it now, but no. at some point in time. I, I, yeah, I would love that. She starts interviewing us. All of a sudden, we just flip the script. <laughs> Something, though, that cracks me up, though, the Alan Jackson, there's like some core memory songs. Like, we, we didn't listen to like all the traditional, like, oh, let's just pop no. on the Michael Buble. Like, she has always very intentionally put together like a Christmas playlist. Like instead of giving teachers, you know, Starbucks gift cards in second grade, I would bring like a mixtape, no joke, that yeah. Christito had made that was like, you know, Lauren's Holiday Tunes 2010 or something, which yeah. was kind of iconic looking back on that. Like, like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah. what so a power weird. move. But there's yeah. some songs that are on those playlists that aren't Christmas songs. No. <laughs> That, like Park and I kind of discovered a few years ago like wait this song like what's the one song like Kenny Loggins or something oh yeah celebrate I think me it is home. a holiday song celebrate me home I think it is a, a, like a song be. but like there's yeah. no you know initial 
Christmas or holiday. And like Dream Baby Dream by Bruce Springsteen is just like a dreamer song, but like it's not not a Christmas song. But like I'll hear it and I'm like, tis the fucking season. Like, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, all right. Well, mom, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your insight and story and i i feel like i honestly learned some things i, did. I will definitely be re-watching this yeah <laughs> there so you guys here's my pitch to all your listeners if someone wants to make an appointment with me just give them my my personal email address christine Dito at gmail happy to talk to anybody like but i'm gonna say watch my look at my decks first and then i'm gonna ask yeah. you some questions and then we'll we'll roll it so i'm happy to talk to anybody really nice. i'm here to help Listeners, did you hear that? Yeah. Lots of resources putting out there for for folks in episode 14. Mm-hmm. This is now. Yes. Um, all right, mom. Well, thank you so much. We'll we'll end this, but then we can we can stay on. But thank you so much, everyone, for for tuning in yeah. and mom for being here. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Okay, bye-bye.